Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the Matt Stallion Show. Super happy to have you guys. Uh, this week's pretty exciting. Um, I'm always I'm always excited to come in and to discuss kind of a new topic and new subjects with you guys. Uh, it's it's really really it's it's an important thing for me. I, I feel like it's my it's my mission. It's it's my purpose in life is to be able to help people better manage the situations that they come across each and every day. You know, um, whether it be like the little the little obstacles that come up in your life, or or whether it's you know that huge mountain that just shot up from the ground out of nowhere. Uh, here we try to we try to outfit you with a set of tools that help you to better na- navigate and negotiate around life's obstacles. And uh, having having a little bit of background in, in the military resilience game, if you will, uh, I've extrapolated lessons and techniques from there, uh, the ones that I think that seem to work the best, that when I was facilitating classes with them, that I would I would see and hear back from people the things that we're actually making a big difference because, and, and it's different person to person, you know, everyone, everyone kind of has their own take on resilience and, and at, because everyone's coming at life from their own perspective and from their own background, it's very, um, it varies how applicable these tools are to different people at different stages of their life or, or for different problems. And so uh, what, what I try to do here on this show is give you a generalized view of some of these tools and and kind of look at what's going on today in the world uh, along with, you know, how, how we can use these skill sets to better overcome these obstacles that we're that we're either all dealing with, or sometimes we, you know we'll call them out in some people's situations uh, individually, so that way we can we can look at those um, as as kind of test cases as examples. So today, what what I want to get into has a lot to do with kind of goal setting and uh, with with create with like your higher purpose and with how to what's what's like one additional way what's one important aspect or caveat of that that we want to focus on that can really help you move the needle in a way that doesn't require a whole lot of extra work um and it's that that's not what we do here we don't find ways around doing the hard work we find ways to optimize our energy and our time so that we're not spending ro- robust amounts of time in areas that we don't really need to right but but before we get into kind of the the big you know talk of the day <laughs> were uh what i wanted to touch on quickly was you know it is november 5th at this point yeah 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 it's thursday so it's november 5th and we are two days post a national election here in the united states and we just we haven't seemed to be able to figure it out yet. And what I wanted, I don't, I don't want to, again, I'm, I put out a video on this like uh, a couple of days ago on the night of the election, actually, um, out there. So that way it was, it, the goal of it was to motivate you um, to really 
look at things differently. So if you if you find yourself wrapped up in politics, um, this was my efforts in the video were to show you, yeah, I know, were to show you a way that, or to motivate you to to not rely on politics so much because they're not, it's not what moves the needle in your life, right? It is, it is something that I view like sports, right? And so for me, I come at it from kind of a fun perspective that's like, it's like, oh, who's going to win? Is it going to be, you know, the red team or the blue team? And, and there's always this, you know, little yellow team or green team in the background that's, that's over there hooping and hollering and making some noise, but not really, not really doing a whole lot. And so, but it's just, it's just kind of fun for me to see, uh, to see it and to follow along. There are some things that are done in politics that do have a tangible effect on our lives, but they are few and far between and fewer and, f- and further between when we look at it from the perspective of who, who has the largest impact. And that's really what I dove into in that video was I, I brought up the concept that like you are the captain of your ship that is floating in the sea of fate you know like you are the one who's controlling that direction way more so than anyone else it doesn't matter if if the singular worst person in the world somehow managed to become elected president which some people think is currently happening one way or another which is not it's just not either way we need to we need to keep things into perspective but without diving too far into the politics I just want to say, even if it is the worst person in the world, you still have more control on your life than they do. Hands down, without question, you cannot argue this. Until the day where you get scooped up and put in, into uh, a train that takes you to a concentration camp, you know, like you do not have the excuse of saying that you can't get done in life what you want to get done because. X party got into power or they're not, or this party is is holding up the progress here and they're not letting my party get this done and blah 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 all of that and all of it is irrelevant but I do think that it is interesting that we are in like if I analogize this to uh to sports into football the way that I see it right now is we're like we're in the we're in overtime Right? So, like, the game ended November 3rd, and now we're in overtime. So, we're still in legal play, right? And we're, but we're at the point now where there's like 45 seconds left on the clock, and each team has three timeouts. That's probably not right. Like, I don't follow all the rule changes, and maybe you only get one timeout in overtime. Whatever. You get the idea. Every team has all of the tools in their disposal to, to slow down this process and to turn the 45 seconds of game time into like 45 minutes of real life that you see at the end of some of the more dramatic football games. And so it's just really exciting from that point. And uh, what what I really wanted to touch on with that is not to just strictly rehash what we talked about in that last video, but it was to to re-engage with you guys in in respect of like what's what's happening uh, right now and to try to urge you to continue to make good decisions. And so what I wanted to to espouse, what I wanted to promote was the idea that while I 
said very explicitly that you are the you are the biggest you have the biggest impact in your life and politics do not they they just don't and and i made that very clear in the video but what i wanted to say was it wasn't i a plea with you not to be interested in politics and not to follow along and not to keep up to date with what's going on. I think, I think that it's, uh, it can be considered to be relatively important. It could also be considered not to be. Um, I, like I said, for me, it's like sports. And so I follow along because I find it interesting. Um, but what I want to caution people from doing, especially in this day and age of, of coronavirus, where we're all kind of, probably home more so than we would be otherwise, is I don't want people getting kind of stuck uh, in this loop where you're just sitting there watching whatever news channel that's, that is spewing whatever complete useless talking points that they, that they have to say. It's, I, 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 I say this because I found myself doing it. I found myself like, oh, I want to know, like, when's the next poll? What are the stats? What, like, oh, when's the next dump of, of election ballots coming in? And what are we going to know? Like, it's so curious. It's just like, I want to watch the next ball be thrown. You know, I don't want a summary at the end. I want to watch the plays happen. And so I, and it's, it's fun to do that on election night, right? Because it's like everybody, all this energy is going into this one thing and everybody's watching and it's really interesting. But now as it's expanding out, it went another day and now we're in another day and into another evening away. And it looks like we're not going to know maybe until tomorrow. Um, so during this time, I just think that it's really important to to pull yourself back and and yeah, absolutely check in, absolutely take the time to if if you're so inclined, like if you're not inclined to do it, then then, then don't like don't take this as like you should go check. That's that's not this isn't the go out and vote <laughs> uh, show right now. Um, but it is it is like if you if you find yourself very interested, I I just want you to I want to caution restraint, um, because it can be very uh draining emotionally and and energetically and and it's just it's a draw on you that you don't necessarily need to have like and it's and like i said it's not a it's not a thing i'm not trying to convince you to not check at all it's just pull back you know check every couple of hours instead of sitting there having it on all day and that's like that's the constant feed of stimuli that you have in your life it's just not good for you uh you can for me, okay, so like my saving grace, this really came in uh, and I had a really, really strong positive uh, impact for me and what pulled me away from falling further into this kind of trek myself was actually school. <laughs> I had to go to class today and, and yesterday I was working and I had to work, but the thing is I'm working at home on a computer, so I'm not interacting with other people, I'm not engaging and uh, on a regular basis, a lot of it's like, you know, just working, busting out Excel spreadsheets, building charts, doing research, making phone calls, this, that, and the other. And while I'm doing that, I can have the stuff up and running. And so I'm hearing this constant flow of information. I use air quotes enthusiastically there. Because really, when you listen to it, it's not, there's not a whole lot that they're telling you <laughs> at the end of the day. It's just, there. people are saying what they think other people are going to say coming up in the next two hours, and they'll ask five people what they think this person's going to say when they come on. Then the person comes on, and they basically say the same thing that those people said, and, it, and then people spend the next two hours after that discussing what was said by that person. And it's just like, okay, 
Got it. And, and it just reminded me of when I used to be really into politics. And that's really what it is all of the time. It's just this circular talk and they have to find a way to fill in all of these hours of of entertainment and information that they're, they're giving out to you. So <laughs> I got pulled away from this for real because I had to go to school today. So I went to school and... It was great because when I got there, you know, I'm in a lecture and I can't have the phone up. I can't be listening to anything. And, and I'm just there and I'm, and it actually turns out that we need to prep and go over some stuff for like an exam that's coming up. And I was like, oh, this is great. And so like, it really drew me in and, and it was great because it, it, it forced my mind to release its grip from what was going on out there and engage with what was going on there. Another second and even more beautiful part about this is coincidentally right now we are in a group work project for that same class. And so going into this class, our group had decided that we were actually going to do some work in person together, right? That's so weird. <laughs> but but we decided to actually do that. And so we we shifted uh, away from class and we went to kind of like the food court area and everything. We sat down and we discussed kind of like the strategy and the approach uh, to the paper and, and how we wanted to, to go about it, who like kind of delegate the roles and responsibilities. What did we think so far with what we had already done? And it was really, it was really good because it was a chance to speak with people about a topic that we're all trying to like learn better and understand better. And it was, so it was really cool in that regard, but it was also really cool because it's just a chance to, to like socialize and laugh and kind of, you know, uh, shoot the shit with some people. It was just, it was a good, it was a good time. And, and we got to, you know, we got to some playful banter and, and it was, it was, it was just good. It was good energy. It was good feeling. And, and there's many important aspects and components to that. Like there is the socialization aspect, right? Like we are social beings, having social connections and, and having that time to spend with other people is really, really important. And then there's like the teamwork aspect. So it's not, we weren't just socializing, which is cool. We were actually there to get work done also. And we did. And in so doing, then you feel like, you know, like you're knocking things out. Like you're getting, you're getting that reward for accomplishing those tasks. And so that's great. And then it was great. It was even better then because then we're planning for the next step too. So it doesn't, it's not like things end right there. Like, okay, and this is what we're going to do. These are the kind of timelines that we're looking at. And this is how we want to see things go. And so like we walk away with a sense of, of motivation to go accomplish the next great thing for the project. And so that, that was just, it was a really cool way to kind of make, to have myself be pulled away from the chaos that is occurring on the political side of the world right now. And it was a great reminder that it just, that stuff doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like they're not going to, you know, president Biden or a president Trump is not going to ACE my neuroscience exam for me. You know, <laughs> like that's not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to pay the bills for me at the end of the month. Um, and they're not going to fulfill my life in a way that, you know, the people closest to me are with, with loving relationships. It's just, they fulfill no relevant function in my life. So why am I giving them so much time and energy? So I, I caution you, just please be willing to consider the approach of stepping away um, and to not be all in, all consumed by this. Now, if you are not and you're not interested <laughs> in all of that, then... Good. <laughs> that's, 
that's great. All of that was, uh, it was just fun, fun current talk. So what do we want to talk about today? Let's get out of the politics and let's get back into, uh, resilience and, and let's get focused, right? Let's, let's be clear. And that's kind of exactly what we want to talk about today. It was interesting. Actually, yesterday, Adam and I, uh, for Adam Messer, uh, who's in savannah and i recorded our first video show for the matt and adam show and that was really cool because uh while we had recorded some things before we had never recorded video for our show and it was it was great because i i told adam you know i'd been toying around with this idea that i really wanted to put some focused time and energy into and it was about definitions it was about details and specificity man i even restarted like it was so funny i had to restart my computer because the mic wasn't working and <laughs> i went before i restarted i had everything set up the camera set up the computer set up it was everything was going all great and i turned the volume off on everything right and it's it, i even i made sure that all noise making other devices in this area were also controlled it was great and so now <laughs> i restarted it and i did not mess with the volume and so naturally as we do one at least one time every episode as we give you a reality check that the world is still occurring <laughs> outside and on my computer apparently so the best part is i'm pretty sure that was a notification for like a groupon <laughs> like <laughs> so Really, really important stuff, people. I gotta hurry up and get done with the show so I can get to these urgent emails. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we we were talking about specificity and we were talking about diving into the details, and we really focused on that when it came to uh, to getting things done. And I think that that's a really important topic. Obviously, it was the one that I had brought to that show, and it was, and I knew that I wanted to do it here as well. I but I wanted to bring it into combine kind of two ideas together and it's ones that we've discussed before but i wanted to sew them together in a way that is more powerful than perhaps it was before and and to re-emphasize the the importance of these things and and the impact that they can have so what i wanted to talk about was was words was about communication right and it's and it's about being clear and precise in your speech but also understanding that the speech that we use the speech that we have at our disposal as individuals is different from person to person right like yeah you and i both speak english i mean shoot you might even speak another language i don't know english might not even be your first language i don't know that either that's fine then you have a whole nother uh repertoire to pick from but all of that aside we have different backgrounds, right? So we have a different like source code, if you will, when it comes to this kind of thing. And, it, and it's our, our language really is like the framework and the architecture from which we interpret and understand the world around us. Everything we see, we, uh, we see in a way that we define with words and, and words matter so much because we could see something and we could know what it is, but if we don't have the ability to communicate that effectively with another person, then it doesn't do us a lot of good. As we revert, refer back to what I just said not too long ago, that we're social beings and our our 
propagation and our, our success as a species is really tied to the fact that that we work as a community together. We do not work. We work as individuals efficiently in a community, right? And that's if we cannot communicate with each other, then we will fail. And so understanding that communication a little bit deeper is really important and understanding your communication and how you can leverage that to influence and and to make your conversation to to expand the conversations you're already having even more so is it's it's something that we can all do so let me try to explain it a little bit better so i have a background in let's say it was a back background might be a, a poor term not good enough in some of these regards and too much in others say i've 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 given hundreds to thousands of hours depending on the topic uh, in each one of these categories like spending time in it and learning about it and to a point where i understand the lingo and i understand uh some of the nuance in in a way that i can use it to it it actually adjusts um the way that i i use speech and the way that i use words and the way that i can describe things um everything from uh, my background as an odd mechanic my uh, my enthusiasm in, in U.S. history and politics, my education, um, my Catholic upbringing, my time in the military, my uh, shoot, there's uh, there's there's so many like I can just keep going and, and it's uh like my my time in in podcasting and, and creation like in and like there's. There's so, and physical fitness, there's so many different areas. Uh, and that's, that's just, you know, the big ones right off the top that I've, I've invested a huge amounts of time and energy into. And it's, all of these things are now at my disposal when it comes to my ability to understand the world. And, and more importantly, my way to describe the world, right? If I can take a complex idea and I can and uh, make an analogy from it, using information or knowledge that I have that can help somebody else to understand a more complicated concept as well. And so because I have a diverse background uh, of knowledge that I can, I can curate that to the type of audience that I have. And so, and this is what I want to encourage you guys to do as well is to look, to consider the fact that you have all of these different aspects in your background. And that's what kind of makes you diverse and our, Venn diagrams of personhood, if you will, um, allow us to expand this kind of knowledge base uh, and, and to communicate more effectively with each other. And so if a perfect example is uh, my really, really great friend, Tony Sims, who is an amazing artist uh, and and just truly a great man, is... He was a fellow mechanic. Like when I was a mechanic, he was a mechanic. He had been a mechanic. He was actually at the end of his career at the same time that I was kind of just starting and subsequently also ending my automotive mechanic career. <laughs> and so uh, we worked together at, at a Volkswagen dealership and we were, our bays, like our, our, the, where we worked was right next to each other. And every day we'd go in and we'd talk to each other. Uh, and normally in a shop, the, Things that you discuss are typically not that varied, right? You're talking about the cars you're working on. You're talking about cars that you have worked on in the past, project cars that you have going on on the outside, 
um, how you're tricking this out and how you're modding that. Um, who's going out and getting beers after work. And so we can continue to talk more about that stuff. Uh, and, and, but it's really, really interesting when you actually see that there is a, uh, uh, some other interest that's there as well that, that is aligned and, or if somebody just has a genuine interest in, in learning more about you or about something that you have interest in. And so it was really cool because Tony and I were able to do that. We were able to connect on a couple of other topics and we had this constant uh, familiarity and framework of auto mechanics and, and, and wrenching that we could fall back onto and you can use that as a way to, to intertwine those you know, as needed. But it's, it's the same thing whether you're a telephone line worker uh, or you're sitting up, staying up super late at night trying to like create the next amazing math proof where it changes the way that we understand numbers whatever um but the thing is like if if you and i share uh an enthusiasm for resilience together and self-improvement and being better uh and you also have i don't know like a background and a strong understanding of quantum mechanics and quantum physics like, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm not that smart. But I love, but I'm terribly interested in it. And so you might be able to describe quantum physics and some theories and stuff to me in a way that actually relate back to the show. And, and, and if you are that person who's out there, let me know. Because I'm always really interested to keep, to keep learning. And that's, that's one of those weird off-the-wall topics that I really like learning about. Uh, anyway, so, but it's, the, the point is, that the, the kind of like the structure of our lives and the structure of, of the way that we perceive the world is built around the the what we know and what we understand. And if we want to expand our framework and expand that architecture out to something that where it's not currently right now, you have to take conscious steps to do it, right? And you could do that through listening to podcasts by reading books by talking to people, you know, and, and entering into conversations with a genuine set of curiosity. And it's, it's, it's a really exciting thing and it's really fun, um, to do, especially when you have somebody who's willing to kind of have those conversations with you. And especially if it's someone where you have a common thread, a common tie that, that brings you guys together. So you have something to fall back on. So you don't get to a point where you're like, and I just don't get it. And we got nothing else. <laughs> so it's uh but it's really cool. It's really it's really fun and interesting. And it's it's really important when we think about expanding our our view of the world and expanding our understanding of the world and and keeping our eyes and heads open to more opportunities. It's really hard to see and acknowledge a new opportunity if if you're not if your framework and how you perceive things is closed off to that. If it's not, if you if you can't perceive it because it's not built that way. So the way you can try to open yourself up to more opportunities and and to the next big thing or the next great thing is is by continuing to expand that framework and continuing to understand new concepts and new from new areas of the of life because that allows for the removal or the the reduction of those barriers to your understanding to those opportunities that could be right around the corner that could be right there right now but you just can't see it yet so um how 
this is how we kind of go into the the next part and where I wanted to bring these things together is that I really wanted to to talk about how and why the words are so important when it comes to when it comes to choosing what you want to do with your life when it comes to to creating a goal um when it comes to having an idea and so when we think about it like our minds are really good they operate really well right they they let us know they they're communicating with all these different sensors and everything to let us know when we're hungry and and you know to it, we can move our bodies in all sorts of ways just by using our mind and our muscles and it's it's really like we have a phenomenal tool set here um but it's really really interesting when it comes to some thoughts and and how they can come in one ear and right out the other and i don't i don't mean like selective hearing i mean like your very own thoughts so think about when you wake up after if you just had a really really vivid dream and it was like you were in it and it was you felt it and you woke up and you're like you're like panting you're like breathing hard because you're you were so emotionally tied up in what was happening and you're like you're jarred and you have to like take a moment to relax and calm down before you're able to go back to sleep again um and then how quickly that thought disappears into the ether. Like if you wait an hour, you're back you're like, wait, what was that? What was that all about? And it's and that that happens. It's fa- it seems fairly consistent, right? Like it's probably happened to you. It's definitely happens to me all the time. Um, and the same thing actually happens to me when I have uh, a particularly great idea, or you know what I think is a great idea. I'll just be driving or walking or whatever, you know, working, and I'll just have these thoughts. I'm like, oh, I really want to. I want to talk about that on the show. Let's let me let me write that down. Um, and that's see, and right there, like jump the gun on the point that I'm trying to make because I, it's so ingrained in into me now that I need to write it down immediately. That that's even when I was just saying it, like it was. I built that that cognitive path in such a way that like it is connected where I couldn't even I couldn't even play out a scenario where I didn't do that. Right? I the scenario had to include writing it down because every time I have the idea I'm like, oh I don't know, I gotta write it down. But how many times like have you ever had that happen where you have that thought and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a really good idea, you know, and and I want like, and then you just move on to the next thing, uh, because you have life happening in front of you. And then you go to think of like, Oh my gosh, what was that? What was that thought? What was I thinking earlier? I don't remember. Like these are the power of words. This is the power of writing things down. And, and when we choose, and you may be asked, okay, well, how do we make the jump from the architecture of our life with words to, to the importance of writing things down? Well, when we get, when we take a moment and we consider what it is that we're writing down we're choosing words that come from our architecture right and so if we the more we expand this vocabulary and the more that we understand our understanding the more we allow for those like i said those opportunities to present themselves mentally to us the more that we're willing to write those things down if we're aware of it then we can write those things down if we weren't aware of it then we wouldn't be a, we wouldn't have that idea to write down we wouldn't have that opportunity to write down and because we come from this this background like even when i'm writing i'll write analogies in into what i'm writing 
um, to because it, it even helps me to understand it better. If there's a new topic, if there's a new idea, if there's something like um, I even wrote it down a, a note from either la- I think it was last week where it was I wanted to talk about something that I learned in neuroscience class and there was an analogy to stoicism, right? And it's it's this really it's a really power analogies are really really powerful tools even when we're using them like on ourselves. And so we're we're able to to more effectively write these things down. And so this actually goes more into the next step, right? So instead of having and waiting for that good idea to kind of manifest itself in our lives and you know, we're just kind of kicked back, waiting, going, doing our normal thing. And, and like, oh, yeah, you know, one day a great idea will come up. Uh, instead of that, I want to take a look at what it what it means to be specific and to use clear terminology when it comes to setting goals, when it comes to accomplishing things. Um, and that's really how I want to look at it. There's There might be some sort of a... A disconnect that people have when when they think about like making goals, like yeah, yeah, vision board, write goals down, blah 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 blah. Like, I just want you to think about this less and, and less, uh, kind of that in those kind of terms. And I just want you to think about it in the sense of like getting stuff done. Um, all right, let me ask a question: Who here listening to the show right now? Do you have an idea? Just an idea of what you want your life to look like in five years from now. I wonder. And I don't mean necessarily... It can be specific. It can be super duper specific. It can also be extremely general. Just do you have any idea? Have you spent any time thinking about what you want your life to look like in five years? Do you... Do you Let's just fast forward it on down. Do you have any idea of what, what you want your life to look like in one year? Next month? What do you what do you want what is it? It's November. We just started November. What do you want December to look like? What do you want your life in December to look like? Who are who do you want to be? What type of person do you want to be entering into December first? It's an interesting thought. And you might be thinking, what what difference? Like, I'm going to be the same person going into December 1st that I am today on November 5th. Uh, not a whole lot can change between now and then. And I pretty much am who I am. And at this point, I'm just going to work and making the money and paying the bills. I'm enjoying some beers. You know, football season's on and some joins some football games and just trying to chill out when I get home because it's all so much and... You know, and then it's, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. You know, go out on the weekend and enjoy some nice food. But uh, that's pretty much it. You know, it's interesting when I actually looked up a... And when I looked up a Harvard study on goals, on goal setting. And I remember hearing this way, 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 way back when I was um, when I was in high school. I heard something about the effect of like you you're 85% more likely to accomplish a goal if you write it down. And I remember I remember it hit me in a certain way I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." Like all you have to do is write it down. And uh, like that seems really easy. This isn't this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But uh but cool. That's that's a fun fact. Well, I decided to look up to see if 
there was any, and I'm pretty sure that when I heard it then, it was a Harvard study. And I looked it up today, actually, because I was wondering, I was like, I wonder, you know, I actually was looking for that specific statistic. And what I actually ended up coming across, it's funny because I can't, I don't even think I can access it. It's what I was trying to do earlier. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's there. I don't, I don't think I can get out of this recording on this computer right now. Um, oh, I think I might've found it. Um, but I, I pulled the statistic up and it was like, they asked people, the premise was interesting. They asked people like, do you have a goal? Uh, let's see. Where are you? I don't want to misstate the statistics. Okay. Harvard business study. 83% of respondents had no goals. None. Zero. If this poll now I didn't do the research on on the poll or on the on the survey um data and like the methodology to see how they structured it and was it um you know how diverse was the background and were were the people of you know different age ranges and different uh socioeconomic you know backgrounds and you know what have you this that, and the other to to test the um like the applicability to you to my audience but if 83 percent of the people that surveyed here i would venture to say that there are people out there right now who are watching this that do not have any goals and now let's be clear let's be clear on what that means because the next answer is actually really interesting it's it is here let's just jump to it 14 percent of respondents had plans but had not written them down so they're not saying that in that 83 percent they're not saying that they're like yeah you know i got some goals but you know it's you know i didn't really write them down like i want to i want to get some things done but 83 percent of people this is what's crazy to me is that 83 percent of people were willing to say to somebody surveying them that they had no goals like doesn't that isn't there some sort of like internal check where you would just lie like <laughs> i would venture to guess that for somewhere in this 14 percent and it's just 14, 83% of people said they don't have goals. What does that even mean? I don't get it. Like, how can you not have a goal? Like, don't you want to get promoted? Don't you want to make more money? Don't you want to find a, find a wife or find a husband? Or like, don't you want to like get in better shape? Don't you want anything? A goal is wanting something. You don't want, 83% of people don't want something? I hope that that's wrong. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know because they even talk about people that had goals. Because that's my hope when I saw it. I was like, oh, those are people that just didn't write it down. It'll be like 83% of people don't have goals. And then what would it be? 17? 17% of people write down their goals, right? And he's like, nope, 83% of people don't have goals, period. No interpretation further required. They do not exist. 14% have goals, but didn't write them down. Of that, from that group, they were 10 times, what does it say? More likely to succeed than those without any goals. 
wouldn't you be like a million times more likely to succeed? Because you, how can you succeed if you're not trying to succeed at anything? Now, that's when we get into like, what's their definition of success? And does it, I, that's, that's really a, a baseline for this. And that's something that I, I did not see clearly articulated. Um, but it, it, it is interesting uh, to consider it says that they are 10 times more likely to succeed than those without any goals. 3% of respondents had written down their, uh, had written down their goals. They were three times more likely to succeed than the group who had some plan in mind. So that means that I don't know how statistics work <laughs> enough to say how much more percentage, was it like 30% more likely if you're three times as likely to succeed as the people that were 10 times as likely to succeed, then you're 30 times more likely. That's what I'm going with. So if you're a stats major, you let me know how wrong I am. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm actually, I want to go to that study and figure out what in the crap, um, they used if there was some sort of a measure of success, because that's really, really interesting to me. But while we wait for that, um, this is, this is like the main theme of today is is we want to think about the importance behind the word, behind our words and what words that we're using. So it's not it's not enough listen. <laughs> Apparently, you could be so poised to be successful if all you did right now was step one, have a goal. That's not that hard, is it? <laughs> step two, write it down. Now let's just let's just do. You can cut. You can leave here today. You can take this. You can walk home. And just end the video. Do that every day for the next thirty days, or to the end of the month. Right? Let's. I'm rounding. Do it until the end of the month and then look at your life on December 1st and tell me it's not markedly different than it was on November 1st. I guarantee you that it's going to be different just simply by having a goal. Even if you just did step one, you're going to be 10 times more likely to succeed than if you didn't have the goal. So those of you out there that don't have goals, have a goal. <laughs> and, so, and then once you have the goal, Write it down. Then you're 30 times more likely. I still don't know if that's right, but I'm very curious. Um, but I, I do... I, we're not here to... To eke by or, you know, to to do the bare minimum. We're here for real change, right? Like that's, that's the reason. It's like we're here for real resilience, real change. And so that's the thing is like... That's where this ties into resilience. When you think about having an idea and wanting to see it to fruition wanted to see it in action in real life it requires resilience and that's why i say write it you don't just don't just have the have the goal and don't just write it down but do it every day but don't just do that before when you have the idea and this is this is actually the really important part and this is where i wanted to put the focus on today was if your idea if your goal is in your head and it's not written down. Why is that a problem? Like, why are people that writing it down more successful than people that are not writing it down? 
My contention has been this, and it will continue to be this until I find real hard evidence that it's not the case. But this is what this is what I see. What I see is your mind, like we we are subject to our emotions. We are emotional beings who justify actions logically, right? So if I have a goal and I'm pursuing that goal. And, and it's in my head. And that's the only place where my goal is, is in my head. And maybe I've said it, but then I've said it again and I've said it a little bit differently. And maybe I've said it a third time and I've said it even more differently than the first time. And maybe the fourth time I said it a little bit like the first time, but not so much like the second or third time. And so like, it's this, like, I want to be in shape. Like, I want to be a great runner. Ooh, that's even a little bit more specific, but it's not very good. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Does that mean that you want to run a hundred miles consistently? Like... Or, or, you know, without stopping? Do you want to run two miles in under of five minute per mile pace? You know, ridiculous? Or, or like, do you, do you want to increase your cardiovascular health? Uh, you know, like, what is the goal? What What is the specific? And the thing is, like, when you leave it in your head, what's happening is, like, you're leaving it to the gray space. You're leaving it to an area where where you are going to make a decision on actions towards that goal based on how you feel on a particular day. Like, oh, well, I want to be better at running. And, you know, like, I'm just going to go run, like, two miles. I'm not really feeling it. You know, and, and just, you know, I just want to be good running. And, and as long as I run, then I'm making action towards that goal. But if your goal is is, is markedly different from that activity and that activity doesn't actually feed into that goal, then it, it might not be helpful. It might actually be a waste of time. It may actually be harmful. Like if you're trying to, if you go out and you, you max like a two mile run as fast as you can, but you're really trying to work on uh, your marathon time. Like, was that a really good optimization of your time and energy towards the marathon goal? Like, probably not. Like, it's such a different pace and such a different distance that it's not... Like, did it hurt? Probably not, you know? But was it particularly helpful towards that goal? Not... I mean, not really. Not, and not as compared to other things you could be doing. But if you didn't have a specific goal in mind, if you didn't use clear words to say, I want to run... 26.2 miles at an average pace of 10 minutes per mile you know what whatever it is i don't i don't care it's that the goal right now isn't to to create your goal for you it's it's you know i just want to give you an example of what that would look like and so when you get specific and you write it down, it creates like a like a goalpost. It creates like a, a reference point or like a beacon or a lighthouse for you to use as a reference. To you you have like when you're trying and you're working your butt off and you're like, man, like what am I doing this for? Like you had that reference, like, this is the goal. This is what I'm fighting for. And then it, and that specific plan it can keep you motivated. That specific goal can keep you motivated and it can help you to build that specific plan. And so if you're writing that down every day, like I'm going to run 26.2 miles, uh, you can follow that up, you know, at, at 10 minute mile pace. You can follow up like, what's your plan today? Like, well, I got to work and you know what? I've got to get home and I got to cook dinner and I don't really, I don't like, I legitimately don't have time to run today. You're like, you know what? But I know that there's just, there's this gal at work who just runs her 
ass off. Like, and I want, I am curious as to what she does. And you're like, you know what? So my goal, like, so what am I going to do? So go run 26.2 miles at a 10 minute per mile pace without stopping to walk. Boom. That's specific. That's clear language. You know, it's, we've got, we've got items in there that are really, really solid beacons and reference points for us to revert back to. Today's action might not be running. It might be, I'm going to talk, you know, like what, what am I going to do today? Like, how will I feed that goal today? That could be your next line in there. And that's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Jan. I'm going to go talk to, to, to her because she runs all the time. And I guarantee you she's got such, like, she might be able to help me get a plan together for what will be the best use of, of my time and energy. So I'm not just swinging around in the dark because I've never actually really ran before. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that, that is an action you can take today. It doesn't always have to be that running thing, but that's part of it. And, and what you're doing in, in that process is that you're putting it front of mind. Like you're taking that and you're using the language and you're using the words to, to bring it to front of mind. And now it's front of mind. Now you're going to work and you're thinking about it. And so then you might find yourself on a quick break where you're like looking up stuff about running and then you see Jan and you ask her about it and like you're learning and you're picking up more language and, and that's expanding your, your awareness and of, and that's opening up yourself to more of the opportunities. Like, Oh, other people start to notice and like, Oh, you run like, that's really cool. We have a group that we go run over here. Like, Oh, that's amazing. Like I would love to do that. It's really, it's really, it's fantastic. And, and what, what it, what that specific, getting back to the specific words and the goal what that does is in pursuit of that we don't we are less likely to become victims of our own emotional state at a at a given time so when we run that marathon and we hit 10 minutes and 20 seconds time and our goal was 10 minutes per mile time we don't walk away saying, I accomplished my goal. You walk away and say, like, dang, that was that was pretty stinking good. And I'm pretty happy about that. Like that that's got me pretty, pretty pumped up. And you know what that means? That means I can do it. That means I can hit my goal. But if you had a if you had a goal where it's like, oh, I wanna run a marathon and I wanna I wanna have a pretty good time, and in your head you're like, that's what you're changing when you keep saying it over and over again. You're like, oh, well, I'm going to run it in like 11 or, you know, I'll run it in 10 or, you know, whatever. And I, oh, this is, this is, you know, you're not clear. You're living in that gray space. You're living in that world of mental ambiguity. And so what this does is it, it, it forces the function and keeps you accountable to what you actually want to do, which is, which is really important. And, and it, the thing is that you feel even more satisfaction when you follow through on that goal when you're not like, oh yeah, I did pretty good. Oh, it felt so good to run that marathon. Like, you know what? That's not really the time that I wanted. I knew, I know that I can go faster. I knew that I could have done 10 and I knew that's what I really wanted. But I, you know, I, I kind of hedged my bets even when I was telling other people. When you write it down, that bet is no longer hedged. Like it is, it's there. Then even if you, if you change it later, like you still know you wrote it down. Like that was a real thing that really happened. And so you're you're keeping yourself accountable to you, and it also keeps you accountable that like if you overwork it, you know, like it, it, it helps to keep you to maybe pull the reins in. And if you're there and you're like you're working and working and working, and you run ten like ten miles, and, and at that pace or at that distance, you ran like a nine thirty 
uh, per mile pace, you're not like, oh, I need to be better because I got to be ready. And like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I got to keep working these times lower. Like, no, 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 like your goal was 10, you know, like knock out that goal and then, and then reassess, like get that 26.2 in 10 minute mile pace. And then when you get done, you're like, oh, you know what? I can do better. I know I can do better. So like give yourself the opportunity to, to plant that flagpole as a, as a new reference point, as a new waypoint, as a new accomplishment to say, yeah, I did that. And yeah, I can do better. Or you know what? That's cool. I did it. I'm done. You know, I'm going to move on. I would like to see if I could run a half marathon at an eight minute mile pace. Extrapolate to whatever goal and category I'm using fitness because it's easily measurable. Um, but yeah, you can use that for, for essentially any type of goal set that you have. Uh, and, and But what that does getting back to the point is is it gives you the ability to overcome that like when you're tired and and you want to come up with an excuse that you accept and you're like yeah no i did good enough like no you didn't you either hit it or you didn't you know and so it it allows you that accountability it's like you are your own accountability partner in your speech in your text and that's to me that is why people that that write the goals down are more successful. I mean, you're comparing, in this situation, they're comparing success. They're not even comparing success the way that I was doing it is now. They're comparing it versus the people who are not succeeding, right? So, like, those people who weren't even, who were more successful, the that wrote it down and were, like, potentially 30 times more successful than the people who didn't have goals at all, that that they may not have even been successful to the point where they accepted it. You know, depending on how they work their goals, but they were so much more successful than the people who didn't even have them. And so, I mean, you can extrapolate that and, and pull it out and see, you kind of zoom in there and see even further of how amazing you can do and what the way that your world can change by holding yourself accountable to those specific goals, the goals that you have because you took the time to think about it about what you want your life to look like and then you gave specific parameters for how for for what that actually is not i want to be a better runner or i want to start running it's i want to run 26.2 miles at a 10 minute per mile pace give it a shot give it give it a month's go and if it does not work for you if if writing down your goal every day a specific goal every day does not work for you cut it loose I guarantee you it's not going to happen. And if you guys are willing to do it and willing to put the work in, I am excited to have you here and I'm excited to see you guys here again next week for another episode. Thank you so much for coming. And and I, I just, I truly appreciate the support. If you want to support the show, uh, we do accept donations now. I believe you can get it through anchor.fm um, or... Uh, Spotify should give you links that if you want, if you like this content and you want to continue to see it, we really, really always appreciate the support. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, but it's, but it's a, it's a passion project and I absolutely love and adore it. And I just, I, and if nothing else, your presence alone makes it worth it. So thanks again. And I will see you guys here. I see you guys here again next week.